Blog Talk Radio.
so much in our our daily lives, and, and there's so many things we have to do. But you always, oh, should I? I have to. Sh- I should do this. I should do that. But really, you don't want to. And and there's a full discussion there about you know how to approach things with tips and what to do. And you're not alone in that. Um, and also, there's articles on relighting your passion and so much more to help you on your journey as a woman in our society. Okay. So let's get going with some beauty tips. For those of you who don't know, I used to be a commercial print and showroom model, and I also was a corporate spokesperson, uh, as well as an actress, and I'm still doing the acting thing and hosting, as you know, because I'm hosting my own show and I'm doing some commercial work and on camera. Uh, so looking good, you know, it, it, when it's your job to look good, looking good becomes your job. And I'm not saying that you have to be the most beautiful or the thinnest, or, but it's about looking good overall. And when you look good, you feel good. I know that's so cliche, but it's true. You know, everybody knows that moment when you put on a dress and everything's done and you feel good and your hair's perfect, how good you feel. You know, you feel 100%. And uh, it's about trying to not necessarily achieve that every day, but be the best you can be and put your best face and and, and foot forward in life and make the best impression you can. So... Uh, I know a little bit about this, and I hope to share, you know, a lot of what I know today. And if I can't fit it all in, well, I'll do another show. Uh, all right. The next and and the first tip we're going to go over is probably something that, while the show is about fall and winter, it really takes uh, every day of the year for every season, and and it's really about keeping your skin in shape. Now, don't be like, oh, what kind of you know beauty tip is this, everybody knows this, but it's really quite easy if you can get into a routine with it and you never will catch yourself being like, oh, I'm so dry or this. It's really about maintenance. And um, so we're going to start at the top and, and bear with me. If you're really not into a routine like this, it's going to sound like a lot of work at first. But when you start to have repeatedly good hair days and your face is glowing and people say, wow, your skin looks so good and your legs are looking smooth and you know that the maintenance is worth it in the end. Now, by the way, I'm just going to warn you that you're probably going to hear a lot of papers shuffling because my desk is covered in notes. I don't want to miss one uh, good tip or or trend, so bear with me on that. Um, And in promoting the show, initially I asked three questions. And the first question was, do you need some advice on how to keep your skin supple and smooth all winter long? Well, that's what we're going to start with first. All right, we're going to talk about my program, which is called Exhale. And it's Exhaling Your Way to Beautiful Skin, Six Steps to More Supple, Sexy Skin. Now, there is an article at the blog completely detailing this. But I want to talk about a few points that are really important in this area because if you don't have good skin, and I mean head to toe, hairs, hair all the way down to the, to the tippy toes, things doesn't matter how expensive the clothing is that you buy or what kind of makeup you're putting on or who's cutting your hair, it's not going to be the best it can be. So it's really about the foundation, and you are the foundation of this. So, you know, it's taking care of yourself. And, and the E is for exhale is eating well. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not a nutritionist. We all know, you know, the berries and, and, and good food and whole foods and cut out the sugars and all of that. And that is very important, and that is probably the first step because, you know, what you put in your body is reflected on the outside as well. 
Okay, on a, on, a, on a more maintenance level, we're going to talk about exfoliation, and that's the X, exfoliation. And this is a must-do on a regular basis, especially in the wintertime. Because you do get, uh, you know, there's, there's forced hot air, radiator heat, you're wearing a lot of layers, the skin isn't really all that exposed, it just tends to get very dry. You take hot showers, which is, I know it's so nice and comforting, but it's really a no-no on the skin and the hair. Um, and, you know, different areas of the body require different levels of exfoliation. So you want to be very careful about uh, scrubbing. And scrubbing, when I say scrubbing, I don't mean, you know, like you're going to scrub a floor or your countertops or, or the kitchen sink. You're going to be very gentle on your face. It's it's a gradual process of taking the, the dead layers of skin off on a regular basis, and only you can decide what you need. Your skin will tell you. So note, you know, if... I, if on Friday night you you exfoliate and on Sunday you're starting to see a lot of dry skin again, it might be time to do it. Some people, you know, once a week is more than enough. Uh, there's a lot of products on the on the market. I'm not going to re- recommend one particular one here because I think it comes down to what you like, uh, what you can afford. I don't necessarily think when it comes to exfoliation you need to spend a lot of money. Uh, in fact, a lot of washable products. And when I say that, what I mean is that all the stuff that's going down the drain and not staying on your skin. Those are the products where you can really kind of save money on, but don't buy anything that's completely loaded with chemicals and colorants and things. You know, you, you got to be aware of that as well. So, so you know, find something you like. Uh, all of the major brands carry something, and you're going to have to test and try and, you know, see. Never put salt on your face as an exfoliator. Always, you know, you can use sugar if you want, but, you know, a gentle exfoliation is nice. And, and, Remember, after you exfoliate, you always need to moisturize um, because the skin, especially then, because the skin is fresh and clean. And all right, it's the whole body exfoliating. So the, the face, you're gentle. The neck, you're gentle. The lady parts, you're gentle. Legs, maybe you can use a salt scrub. What's great on the thighs is your coffee grinds. If you take the coffee grinds out of the pot, mix it with a little salt and your uh, a, a liquid soap, like your body wash, you can have a nice scrub for your thighs. It may make a mess in your shower, so be prepared that if you know that that is maybe you only want to do this once a week, you will notice a difference in your thighs and the tightness of your thighs because of the caffeine that's in your uh, in the coffee. But again, be careful because you are. In, you know, some of the caffeine will be absorbed into your skin. And caffeine is also a big um, uh, drainer of your suppleness. So if you're drinking a lot of coffee all day, be sure that you are supplementing the coffee, every cup of coffee with at least two glasses of water. And water, water, water. So, you know, that's the H in, in exhale is hydrating. You know, be careful of the iced teas and the coffees, like we said, and the alcohol. But hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Don't drown yourselves, but just, you know, drink and and be, you'll see a difference in the suppleness of your skin pretty quickly. Uh, you'll be quite surprised. Okay. I mentioned that you need to apply moisturizer. Applying is, you know, it's just paramount. You have to do it. Uh, nobody's going to get nice, smooth, supple skin by just taking a shower, using soap, getting out of the, I mean, unless you're, I don't know who you are, but pick a nice moisturizer. Remember, this is not a washable product in the sense of it's not going down the drain when you put it on your body. It's going to actually, more is going to be absorbed into your body than it's going to go down the drain when you take a shower later that day or the next morning. You want to make sure that you're trying to find something that you're going to leave on your body that is 
wholesome and as, as chemical-free as possible because that's the stuff that stays on your body is the stuff that you're going to absorb. It's not the shampoo that's going to rinse out and go down the drain. It's going to be the items that you put on your arms and, and your chest and your legs and your hands and your feet. So try to find things that are as natural as possible that you like. Very, very important. And then also layer. Layer your skin. Make sure that you're wearing, you know, nice, smooth uh, uh, garments that, that lay against the skin as well as gloves for your hands. You need gloves. I can't tell you how many women I see walking around who aren't wearing gloves in the winter and, and their hands just, it, it betrays their age. You know, they, they look so, their hands look so much older. And uh, you know what they say about that, that you can tell your age by your hands and your neck. So not only do you need scar- gloves, you need a scarf, a nice scarf, and that's a great accessorizing piece, which we're going to get to on the uh, fashion trends. So also exercise is important, and that will go to keeping the blood pumping and, and making your face look fresh, and, and it really does do something. It does. I know people don't want to get off the couch, but if you're whether whatever it is you like, walking, walking the dog, riding the bike, doing yoga, whatever it is, do something. It You'll start to see the results in your skin almost immediately. There is no doubt. And uh, you can email me and tell me if that's not true. If you follow these steps, I, I'm standing behind this program because I've been living it for years. And one of the things that most people say to me when they meet me is, wow, you have such nice skin and thank you. I'm not knocking on wood as I say that. Uh, and it's been because I've maintained it and uh, SPF every day of some kind, you know, every day of the year. And that's also important, especially for your face, even in the winter. And if you go skiing or you're going to be driving on a long drive, Remember, even though it's winter, the sun is still out and you're getting the reflection off the hood of the car through the windshield when you're driving. So you'll need something. You don't need to wear a 50 necessarily if you're not on a ski slope, but wear you know a nice SPF 8 in your moisturizer or a makeup with some SPF in it if you like that, something like that. So, okay, that's the skin. Your hands, I mentioned your hands. A great way to keep your hands in shape for the whole winter throughout is to do a quick little easy homemade remedy that I have talked about on the blog. And that it's just basically a kitchen recipe. You're going to take a little dish. You're going to add uh, maybe one to two tablespoons of olive oil and two tablespoons of sugar. And, you know, use a fork, mush it into a paste. You don't want it really oily, so add a little more sugar if you need it. It wants to, You want it to be have some consistency and some, some depth to it. Wet your hands, do it over the kitchen sink, and scrub your hands. And by the way, the winter is an opportunity to take your nail polish off on your toes and your fingernails, and give your nails a chance to breathe. Give the nail beds a chance to breathe. And you don't have to have nude nails for the whole season, but every few weeks maybe give yourself a week where you just have buff nails and it's nice and, and, and you'll see a difference that your nails are stronger when comes uh, spring and summer. So let's get back to the dry hands. You've taken your nail polish off. You're going to scrub your hands in the sink. Use a little bit of warm water to rinse it. Use a paper towel to blot it. Leave some of the oil. You'll know when it's when you'll see the oil beat up on your skin, and it'll you'll feel it. And within a few minutes, it's going to be absorbed. So you're gonna you'll see a big difference. You can do this on your feet too, uh, or any part of your body for that matter. Just be careful if you do this in the shower because oil will make your shower floor slippery. So that's why I would say do this over a sink with your hands. Um, you know, and and then as as soon as you're done, and you feel that the oil is absorbed into your hands, use your moisturizer. So that's you know that's an important part to continue continue to constantly be applying. 
And here's another tip. Keep a moisturizer, whether it's a pump, a tube, a bottle, by every sink in your house. Every sink. So every time you wash your hands throughout the winter, and we're all washing our hands because of germs and and bacteria, every time you wash your hands, you have moisturizer right there. You don't have to walk away and say, oh, I didn't put moisturizer on or run out the door, and you're like, oh, my hands are so dry. I've been washing them. And what you're washing your hands with is very important to keeping them from being dried out. Get rid of the antibacterial soaps. They do you no good. There, there are st- multiple studies out there that uh, have that uh, declare that there are issues with the chemical triclosan. Um, it's just better to get rid of it. You know, get rid of the chemicals. Use good old-fashioned soap, something you like. A nice uh, hand soap is great. And then again, moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. Okay. So I, I, I think we've covered it. I think if you start this process, there's always the details at the blog, like I said, that you're going to really start to see a difference. Uh, shaving your legs, be sure to do it on a regular basis all winter. It works like an exfoliant, uh, exfoliator, so your your skin is going to look nice and supple, and that way if you put on a pair of pantyhose or not, or you know boots to the knee without hose, you're going to look nice and sharp and, and smooth and, and feel good. A moisturizer that I do like and I highly recommend is Burt's Bees After Sun Soother. And I call it an anytime smoother, and you can use this from your face down to your toes, on your hands. I really, really like it. I also like their peppermint foot cream. And what I really like about this is I like that for my hands during the day because it smells good. It's nice and refreshing. It's not just foot cream. I wouldn't put it on my face, but I do use it on my hands, and it is nice, especially in the winter. It's pepperminty, and and it just has a nice light uh, scent to it if you like a a mint scent. Um, You know, get a good cleanser for your face and, and, you know, use it regularly, but switch off. Don't use the same thing all the time. And it doesn't have to be an expensive item. It can be something like a Neutrogena deep clean face wash in, in level that you need for oily or normal, uh, natural, normal or, or dry skin. You know, use that. Something like that is great. Make sure you take your eye makeup off. It's all very important in keeping your skin great. If you take hot showers, make sure you have a cold rinse at the end. Deep condition your hair regularly. That will help keep your hair in great shape for the season. Here's another t- tip about the hand cream. Use it on your hair when you start to get frizzy. Put some in your hands, very light layer, rub it through your hands, and then smooth your hair down with it. You're going to see a big difference. And it's it's one of those quick tips that you learn on a set that if you don't have hairspray or you don't want to have, if you already have a lot of hairspray and your hair starting to lift up a little bit or maybe it's getting a little frizzy, they just take a little hair, hand cream and smooth down any any hairs that are flyaways. It's great in the winter. Not gobbing it on. We don't want to gob it on. Okay. Um, oh, my goodness. I only have 11 minutes left. And I have so much to cover. So uh, we've talked about sunscreen, nail polish. All right, let's, let's, let's transition now into uh, the next section, which is curious. If you're curious about mineral makeup and how to use it for a flawless finish, well, there's so many on the market. One of the things, it doesn't really matter what you buy. You're going to have to test different products, and you're going to have to, uh, you know, maybe sample some at the store or the, or the cosmetic counters to see the weights and the colors that you like. And I'm not going to recommend one specific one in this case, uh, but I will say that uh, there that the most important aspect of mineral makeup is the application, and you do need a kabuki brush. Don't use a regular old blush brush or something you've had in your your box for a long time, get a kabuki brush that's dedicated to it, and you're going to swirl, 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 swirl that makeup onto your skin. And less is more 
again, it's layering. Start light, practice with it, and you'll start to see that it looks quite finished and, and nice. Some people don't like uh, mineral makeup because they think it feels mask-like on them, and, and that typically tends to be because it's too heavy of an application. Again, less is more. You don't need a lot of this. And also, when you put the brush into the mineral makeup, it's a lot of powder. Use a dish or a bowl and tap it off. Tap, tap, tap. You know, it's not going to look like much is on the brush, but that's okay. You don't want a lot on there. You want to work in sections, work it around, swirl it, swirl it, swirl it, swirl it down your neck. Do not go out with just a face of mineral makeup and no uh, color on your neck. It, that will make you look like you're wearing a mask for sure. So you want to definitely swirl, 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 work it down your neck, and then apply uh, uh, your color, whatever else you're going to use. Eyeliner is big this year. Find yourself a nice eyeliner and use it. Stay away from the purples and the greens and the blue eyeliners. Stick with the blacks and the browns or the, the, the darker colors that work with your eye and your skin and, and everything because it pops your eye. It just looks great. And, and make sure if you're going to use an eyeliner, you also use mascara. So you don't want to wear an eyeliner without mascara. You can wear mascara without an eyeliner but not the other way around because it does look very funny if you don't have uh, mascara on with it. Okay. Uh, I will recommend, if you're looking for mineral makeup uh, in, in color, in, there's a, been a big trend lately in colors. One of the products that I use regularly is from Purely Cosmetics, and that's www.purely, P-U-R-E-L-Y, cosmetics, with an S, dot com. And uh, this, this company is owned by a woman, and Robin, and she does a wonderful job. She has a nice line of mineral makeups. What I really, really like from her line is the bronzer. And the, all the colors, actually. All her blushes are beautiful. They go on beautifully. They last a long time. They're easy to apply. Again, I use a kabuki brush. I really, my favorite from her line is the lightly bronzed. And if you're not sure about starting with color in a mineral makeup line, Always go to the lightest shade, and then you could, because you can always darken it up. You can't lighten it up once it's on your skin. Okay. That being said, I will say that I also love if you're not into the mineral makeup and you want to try a new powder, and maybe you're not sure. And this is very, very light because in the winter, if your skin's dry, powder will make you look drier. So you want to find something that is is light but gives you a beautiful finish and i have to tell you that my favorite product especially throughout the winter is the razor sharp ultra definition finishing powder by urban decay it's about thirty dollars for a very small amount it's only it's less than half an ounce but I ha it lasts a long time, and it has a very interesting sponge-like applicator. You can also open the container and use a brush, which is typically how I do use it. I have used the sponge, but you're still going to need a brush after you sponge it onto your skin. You kind of use it like an old-fashioned um, powder uh, puff. It's sort of like that. You still need to have a brush to brush it out. It is lovely. It's translucent. I think any color skin could wear this. Uh, it's just a very nice finish. And, it, you know, if you're only looking for a powder and you, your skin's already great, this is a perfect um, item. If you need it over your foundation, again, you can do that. I wouldn't wear it over a mineral foundation, you know, mineral makeup foundation, because then you'll have too much. But if you just want a new powder and you want to try something that's on the market, highly recommend this. I'm going to write a, a review on this soon for the blog. Okay, so those are the makeups. Let's talk about the makeup trend of bright lips. 
only, only if you have really, really, really white teeth. Then you can try like a red lipstick or, you know, but be careful with this. It can make you look older versus younger. You know, it's, it's, wear something you like that's complementary to your skin. Don't worry about that trend too much. It's, it's probably a seasonal thing. Um, and I'm just looking at my notes. I think we've covered everything on the makeup that I definitely felt was very important to cover. Third question. Want to update your wardrobe but not sure where to start? Okay. Where to start? Let's start on the outer part of your garment. You can always use a nice coat no matter where you are. So if you're in an area that maybe doesn't get very, very cold throughout the winter, you might want to try a trench coat. They're very trendy, but they're also very useful, and I think every woman should have one in her wardrobe. A couple of things about trench coats. Pick one that's in a neutral color, not a pink or a yellow or, you know, something that's camel, gray, uh, khaki, that you're going to be able to use for seasons to come. Be sure you buy it. It's not too tight and it's not too uh, big on you and that you can cinch the belt. Especially if you're layering, you don't want to look like you're wearing this big overcoat. You know, uh, you want to be able to cinch the belt. It'll give you a nice form and shape. It doesn't matter what your size is. It's a very beautiful look. You could wear it over a suit. You could wear it over a dress. It's easy to travel with. They really don't wrinkle. It's just a really nice piece to have in your wardrobe. Uh, and and okay. Enough. Let me move on. I'm running out of time. Okay. So we talked about the gray and and the in the beige colors, which are very trendy right now. Be careful with the bohemian look that's hot. Depends upon how old you are and your body type, and it can look a little uh, crazy, for lack of a better word. So try to stay away from that. It's probably very trendy, and especially if you're a working woman, you don't really need to wear that to the office. Uh, okay, this whole trend on fur vests, I don't know what this is, and I have to tell you, I think they're very silly. I know some people really like them. A lot of celebrities are being seen in them. Part of the reason you see certain trends is because things are being sent to people, uh, you know, gratis, so they can wear them and promote items for companies. I think you kind of look like Chewbacca in it. I, I really don't like it, and I think it's a trend that is going to be out next year. You know, may, maybe it'll, we'll get two seasons out of it, so be careful if you're going to buy one of these these fur vests. It just doesn't... Um, it's just not attractive. It doesn't show the body. It's just not good. Okay, having said that, let's talk about this new thing of the cape, another thing that I think is very trendy, very dowdy. I don't know what the purpose of this is, and I, I just think it's better to leave it alone. You know, it's it's Mary Poppins did it well. Let's leave it to her and, and say see ya on that one. So, you know, if, if you bought one, okay, but you know, be careful with it. It's just not – don't spend a lot of money on that. Uh, Hound's Tooth Prints, very popular this season. Make sure that you wear it in proportion to your size. And by this I mean, if you saw recently, Kim Kardashian on an interview was wearing a houndstooth print dress. It was a wrap dress. It looked great on her. She's very busty, you know, a lot of butt. It, the, the size of the check that she had was in proportion to her body. If you're a little petite girl, make sure you find a petite houndstooth. Do not wear a huge check. It will overpower you and just it, – it's it's – no one will see you in it. They'll just see the houndstooth. So remember, it's always in proportion to your size and your body. And if you're not sure about it, don't wear a head-to-toe dress of to houndstooth. You know, get a skirt, get a get a jacket in it, maybe a scarf, something like that, and use it that way. Uh, there are a lot of embellished 
uh, brocade-like prints out there, dresses and blouses and jackets. One of these items is enough to update your wardrobe. I'm not sure this trend is going to last very long. Not not many people can wear it. A lot of the fabrics are very expensive. Uh, you know, you don't want to look like you're wearing Aunt Millie's tablecloth. So one piece at a time with this. And again, don't spend a lot of money on it. There's a lot of knockoffs, and you can. It, it looks nice in certain ways. In other ways, it's not so nice. You just got to be careful with it. Um, if you find a blouse you really, really love, then tone it down with everything else. You know, wear it with a pair of slacks and a, and, a, and a solid jacket and let the blouse do all the talking. Pencil skirts. Okay, let me let me stop before I uh, go on here. Pencil. I'm going to go long, and, and I'm sorry if you're listening live. Uh, I see that I have some callers, but nobody's pressing number one to speak, so I will assume you're shy. And I'm going to go beyond. So if you're listening live, uh, you can always come back to the uh, Here We Are at Blog Talk Radio page and listen to the end of the show. The show was scheduled for 30 minutes, but I'm going to just finish up what I have to say. So... Okay, I'm to be told in my air I have 90 seconds of streaming time, and I'm just going to go a little bit beyond that, so it will be on the recording for you. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, okay, pencil skirts. Love them. I think they're great. I think that you buy a pencil skirt and you will have it for seasons to come. It's one of those kind of classic pieces you can mix and match with things. Don't buy a print pencil skirt. Buy a nice solid or maybe a little tiny tweed or something is good. The most important thing about a pencil skirt it has to be well fitting it needs to hug you in the right places and this does not matter what size you are it what matters is that it's fitting you right and it will give you a beautiful curve it you know you could be a a bigger girl or a skinny girl it will give you a nice shape just be sure that it's fitted well and it hits you probably right above the knee or at the mid-knee. Don't go too long with this because it starts to look a little grannyish. You know, be careful about the length on a, on a pencil skirt. But find one that you like. Find one that you can sit down in. A lot of them are made where they're so tight you can hardly sit, so be sure to try it on. Uh, that's That's another issue with certain pencil skirts that they they really rise up and then when you stand up, the skirt is all bunched up and you have to pull it down. If if that's happening, that's not fitting you right, okay? And that's not the skirt for you. So put it back on the rack and find another one. Uh, with a pencil skirt, you can do a, a multitude of things. You could do one of those brocade-type blouses. You could do, uh, and this is assuming the pencil skirt is a solid, you know, you could do a beautiful uh, silk charmeuse blouse or a jacket or, or something you like. And also, I really like a twin set with a pencil skirt. I think it's a classic look, especially for the office. But to really update this and not look like uh, your grandmother, when you wear a twin set, use a skinny belt and cinch the waist with it. Again, it doesn't matter if you're if you're buxom and you know it's give yourself some shape. The waist will always make you look very feminine and just it it's it, it doesn't matter if your waist is a 24 or a 38. As long as you're shaped and in proportion, everything will look beautiful and and well thought out. And again, a skinny belt, you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. Buy something that's somewhat universal to match your shoes and your purses and things, maybe a black or, you know, dark snake skin, something that you can that you like and and uh, will enjoy wearing. All right, so that that's those are my tips on the pencil skirt and the okay. Sweater dresses, very big this year, very big everywhere. Buy a good quality one. Otherwise, after one or two wearings, it looks old, especially after you wash it. It just gets stretched out. Uh, they do tend to show a lot of lumps and bumps, so you're probably going to want to wear a Spanx 
and a good bra underneath. That's very important. Again, it has to be well-fitted. Don't go with stripes on a sweater dress. It just doesn't, it, no matter who I see wearing one with stripes, it just doesn't look good. Solid, and this is a great opportunity to add a pop of color to your wardrobe this season. Bright blue, uh, emerald green, or the very popular plum, uh, aubergine colors that are so big right now, uh, purple, uh, you know, use within discretion. Maybe, maybe a deep red would be gorgeous in a sweater dress. And match it with leggings not hose because the sweater dress has some bulk to it even if it's a finer merino wool there's still some bulk to it so hose don't quite have the same weight you'll want to match the leggings with the the weight of the dress in a sense like you you, you, you know what I'm you, what I'm saying is to don't go too light don't wear ultra thin pantyhose with a sweater dress it just won't work right you know go if if it's not regular le- leggings go with tights and and that'll solve the problem there. Um, so the same thing for the shoe. If you're wearing a sweater dress, you know, think boots and or a chunkier shoe, and you'll look very up to date and and you know it, it'll be fashionable and you'll be comfortable. But don't wear like a little petite shoe with a sweater dress and thick tights. You know, you got to think that the shoe is going to be uh, in balance. Everything is a balance. Okay, speaking of tights, dark colors only. If you're over ten years old. Dark colors only, and I, of course, you know, if you're if you're beyond college, you know, dark green, uh, navy, black, uh, charcoal, things like that are great. And be careful with those things called jeggings, uh, because they can really show more than you want to show. So if you know what I mean, like there's just too much going on there. So you know, I, I think jeggings. There's leggings and then there's jeggings. And jeggings are one of those things like we're going to look back on and go, what were we thinking? It's sort of like the leg warmers era where everybody was wearing leg warmers and we look back and go, well, why, why were we wearing that? I don't, I don't know. Um, so stick with knit leggings instead of jeggings. Uh, and if you're not sure about that, then just get a pair of skinny jeans and that will probably solve your problem and, and uh, of you know that you want a trimmer, tighter look. Just be careful, okay? Um, especially if you got a little junk in the trunk. Jeggings are not for you. They're just not. They're just not good for anybody, actually. So I'm not, okay? All right. Uh, booties with heels, they look good with tights. Be sure, again, that the weight is appropriate to, you know, the shoe, what you're wearing with it. Uh, menswear, it's a trend. If you're going to buy something that is a menswear look, only buy one. I buy something you like, a pair of shoes or a hat or something like that, or a jacket. But when you're wearing it, only wear that piece. Don't wear a shoe and a hat. And it, otherwise, it gets a very hard, severe look. It looks like you're trying way too hard. One piece keeps you up to date. Um, and remember, this is a show not about spending a lot of money. I'm not advocating you go out and spend a lot of money. Uh, it, you know, it's it's about saving money by only updating accessories and what you absolutely need and making the right choice. And in making those choices, you might have some of these items for years to come, so it's, it won't be a waste. What you don't want to do when you're buying trendy is buy something so trendy that in a year everybody can tell it's dated. So even if there is a certain trend – and this brings me to my next point about like pocketbooks in a pop of color, like a, a, a beautiful uh, red clutch or a red shoe. Try to buy a classic shape, you know, so that you can always use it with something. If you buy anything that's really 
uh, timely in in something that also is somewhat trendy and as far as the color schematic then then it, it probably becomes somewhat wasteful and you won't get your money's use out of it so look for you know that's a great way to add color to your wardrobe if you have a lot of black in your wardrobe you don't have to go out and buy all these new uh, the hot colors of purple and blues Buy a pair of shoes or buy a purse that will update you or a scarf, something that is, you know, in your price range that is going to be useful to you, too. You know, those are are utilitarian items as well. Okay, animal prints. I love them. Everybody loves them. The biggest thing with animal prints is only one piece at a time. Don't wear the purse and the matching shoe on this. It's just not, it just looks too done, too uh, too trendy. You know, these are pieces that are somewhat classic. They've been around for a long time. Buy something you like. Uh, you know, if you already have some, wear it sparingly, but use it as the accent piece because otherwise if you wear more than one piece, it sort of becomes all about are you a leopard today, are you a zebra, are you a giraffe? It just is it's too uh, kitschy. There's just something not right about it. Um and it looks like you're trying too hard to be trendy. So resist, you know, doing uh, four or five pieces of animal print. If, if you've got, you know, it, it maybe a, a tucked scarf at the neck with the purse is good, but if you're doing all the extra ex- accessories, go easy on that. Uh, and also, this is another point about animal skins. No matter what it is, whether it's a blouse or a pair of shoes or a scarf, be sure you buy it in the actual color or the facsimile of what the real color would be of the animal don't wear a purple leopard skirt it just doesn't look good it tends to look very cheap even if you buy high end it just buy the neutrals and the the natural color as well so that you can get a lot of use out of it for years to come Okay, that's if you buy a purple uh, leopard probably next year you're not going to want to wear it so buy the natural neutral colors and and you'll be good to go for a number of seasons. Okay, so we've talked about all the the basic clothes that I I think are are important for the season. Let's talk about some more accessories. And by this, I mean a big baubly ring. And I wrote a piece under uh, Live Your Life Out Loud recently called Bauble, Bauble, Do You Dare? And these are these big, chunky, beautiful flower rings, and they have a lot of uh, rhinestones or color. Gorgeous. Spend $20 on it. And it will update your look, especially if you're wearing a simple black suit. It just pops. It just has a beautiful, shimmery look. I was at a, a function recently, and my sister-in-law, Jen, uh, had a beautiful ring on. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it was just sparkling across the table and just very eye-catching. And it's one of those things where she said, oh, I got it at such and such, and it wasn't expensive, but it just looks so beautiful. So, you know, make sure that you like it. You know, pick a finger you want to wear it on and, and wear it. And wear it proudly, but don't wear it with, too many big items. That should be your one big statement piece when you're wearing it. Um, one at a time, again, makes it trendy and not goofy. So, and, and also, the whole point of the article is was, you know, do you dare? It, it was, uh, I learned from a friend of mine that she knew a woman who always wore a big, baldly ring, and it was so that when she looked down at her hand, it reminded her to not be too serious, take life too seriously, and like to have fun and enjoy and do what you want. And I think that that's a good reminder, and I wanted to share that with you. And I just think those baldly rings sort of, I, I, there's something about them, very captivating. And, and you know, it's just, they're, they're, the sparkly and they just draw your eye and I, I think there is something very fun it reminds you just you know time is limited and just have a good time 
Also, big necklaces, very trendy. I don't know. I think it's somewhat, how long are we going to be wearing this? If you're not into the big necklaces, another really pretty trend, um, if you want something around your neck, are the tassel, the jeweled tassel necklaces. They look really nice. Some of them have like faux pearls or beads or, or gems. And, you know, just really, really nice, pretty. It looks great over a blouse or even a turtleneck under a suit, things like that. Or It just very pretty if you don't really like a big necklace. If you don't like anything around your neck, and I do know people who don't like any jewelry or very limited jewelry, try a really cool belt, a, a cool belt buckle. It'll last you years. Buy something you like that you can interchange you know, with other leather belts. Some of them come off the, the leather the piece that they come with. So you can you get a lot of use out of it over the years. And, uh, and you can wear a really cool belt with so many different things and so many different looks. Okay. So that being said, I have five minutes left. I just want to look at my notes and see if there's anything uh, um, that I missed. So, okay. So again, the show is really about maximizing your dollars. So, you know, you don't want to buy something that's going to go out of season at the end of the year. And then you're going to either give it away or donate it or never use it. It's going to sit in your closet. And closet clutter is not a good thing. It doesn't make you feel good. It's better to, you know, just if you're going to put things into your closet, one thing in – one thing must come out. So be sure to, if you're bringing something, a new blouse in, find an old blouse that you haven't worn in two seasons and give it to somebody who could really use it. Donate it. It'll make you feel better. It'll keep your closet in order. And you'll just know that you, you're going to use what you just bought. It's better than coming home, hanging something with the tags on it, and then next year going, you know, I never wore this. And we've all done that. Just admit it. You've done it. I've done it. Everybody has done it. Everybody's got stuff hanging in the closet still that maybe they thought they were going to wear and, and, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to wear that. And you never did. And the tags are still on it and it was something trendy and now it looks dated. And, you know, that's that's not good. It's a waste of money. It's better just put the money in your savings account then and, you know, wear what you have, which, you know, it's uh, – it, using things up is is a good philosophy too, especially in this economy, and you know, getting your use and your mileage out of things. Okay, well, listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, I survived, and and you can too with anything you want to try. So I am very happy to say that I actually didn't just fill 30 minutes. I filled almost 45 minutes, and I I thank you for listening and and going with me on this. Um, email me your thoughts. Uh, you can always email me at Lucy at herewearewithlucy.com. And, you know, tell me how the show helps you. Uh, give me ideas for future shows, things you want to hear, things you like. You know, if something really moved you, I love to hear about it. I want to share, and I, I won't ever, you know, betray your privacy. And so it's just I like to hear it. I like to know that we're moving in the right direction. You know, hearing from the Here We Are listeners and readers, it's, it's very uh, meaningful, and that's why I do it. So we're all on the journey together. And, you know, when you tell me that you like things or you don't like things, it's always great to hear. So I thank you for sharing part of your busy day with me. And we understand at Here We Are that every minute counts, and we hope our radio shows and lifestyle information at herewearewithlucy.com help to make your life better, brighter, and easier. And no matter the topic of the radio shows or our articles, we want you to come away with valuable information that you can implement into your busy life. I'm Lucy Weston, and I look forward to sharing with you next time on Here We Are. Thank you so much, and have a great day.